Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to another episode of Sip Conscious, a podcast made by two friends sharing their catch-ups across opposite ends of the earth. My name is Joseph, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Colin. Our two Me! friends sharing the new things we've learnt every week, and we hope you enjoy our casual chats while having a nice drink with us. I'm so sorry, I just like bulldozed through your like <laughs> little <laughs> yay there. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's it's just every intro that we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, let's talk about the drink first. So this week, yeah. So everyone knows Tesco, or most people will know of, or if you don't, that's fine. But you know, Tesco is like a UK, um, like department store. I think that would be accurate to say, or like a large, you know, supermarket, if you will. And hmm. in Hong Kong, we don't have one. But we do have their imports specifically tied to one of our supermarkets here. And I love it because, like, you know, you get some stuff from the UK or more, quote unquote, Western products at like mm. a cheaper price compared to some of the import stuff that we get. Um, oh, and I was walking around in the store the other day and I've been recently getting into tea. <clears throat> oh, hey. sorry about my sorry. Maybe not as like, uh, you know, as enthusiastic as Joseph, but definitely... <laughs> I'm appreciating a bit more tea now. And I found this Tesco branded lemon and ginger infusion tea. Wow. It's a really nice box also. I mean, I know you guys can't see it, but Joseph can. Uh, mm. But yeah, it is lemon, gingery and zesty. And I mean, like Hong Kong weirdly has gone back down to like 14, 15 degrees this past week. I feel like seasons have been so confusing because like it's like cold where i am and cold where you are and like isn't it supposed to be the opposite I'm just yeah having a trip so far yeah and i know yes 14 degrees is not that cold but like usually in march hong kong is like already 25 so we're like a good 10 degrees below oh my god my voice we're good 10 degrees below um you know <laughs> what is quote unquote normal but uh yeah it's yeah. good it's a uh, very citrusy it is just, it just tastes so good. I'm going to try that with like a lemon wedge or like some honey later. But uh, Extra lemon. Yeah. So try out, you know, some of these flower teas and stuff. Um, yeah, that, that, that's, I like it. And that's all I kind of have to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you bring that tea up because I usually like don't have teas that like are infused with anything. Oh, yeah. Like I'm very much like not not like I'm like an elitist about like tea or anything like that. It's just a product of like, I guess, yeah, Chinese household and like usually like we just get like Chinese teas which are basically just like loose leaf and like just yeah. the tea itself. Yeah, um, it's quote unquote more just tea leaves pure, you know, instead of mm-hmm. flower or like any sort of other flavors. But uh, yeah, like actually an extra note, I actually just got um. Uh, my mom recently came back from visiting her granddad or her her father in China and she brought back some tea from Chaozhou. So like in Chaozhou, like tea is a massive thing for like if you ever heard of Kung yeah, Fu yeah. tea, it's from Chaozhou. Like and she brought some yeah, back yeah. and um, I'm very excited to try because you know it's something I don't get to drink often and it'll be nice to like be oh in touch with my roots and whatnot. You know? <laughs> Yeah, um, watch out though. It's gonna be really bitter. Yeah, well, but obviously we do it in a different, 
like small proportion and i don't know there's like a way of drinking that i i, I don't know I'll, I'll i'll update everyone in a few weeks <laughs> excited for that how how's how's life though it's been like a month since we've talked yeah life's been okay i mean um recently just like my holidays just ended so this week just been adjusting back to uni life yeah. um seems a little bit more normal now at least here in australia like i've got mm. like in-person practice and everything but like lectures and stuff are still online um which i guess is all right like i feel like having lectures online like just save a lot of time not commuting yeah um, but yeah overall just i feel like time has just flown by like it's already march yeah um, but like yeah our listeners are probably gonna hear this by the time it's like april <laughs> so yeah but that's fine you know we control the output anyways <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no time yeah it's i mean like we've been doing this podcast for like a more than a year now yeah that's crazy it feels yeah. like we, we're only like just starting <laughs> yeah so, someone like came up to me the other day and was like wow i didn't realize that you and your friend did a podcast like and there's so many episodes and i was like yeah there we are but i didn't actually realize like we've got like what 20 ish episodes now i mean mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a lot but like you know, it at in retrospect, like it's been a year and a bit, but yeah, you know, it's been fun. So I'm glad we started it. Definitely, been this like educational catch up journey. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people might think that we forget a lot of the stuff we talk about. Don't get me wrong, we do. Well, at least I do. <laughs> um, but some yes. stuff I genuinely like do remember, whether that be about the um the friendship book. Um, I talked about mm. friendship album. I talked about. I think. Um, what, oh, I, I can't do this on the top of my head, but like, if you ask me, like the puns, it was like a recent episode. I remember quite a lot of stuff from that. But um, yeah, it's just fun, and, yeah. and just on a very existential, not existential, but like self-reflection mode. Like we can, you know, we we look at our analytics, or we can, and when we upload our episodes, we do. And I feel like the second season, there's less people listening. And low-key, I'm kind of broke. Uh, like, cut. Like, not broke. I'm low-key a bit hurt, you know? <laughs> I'm not disappointed in the audience. Don't get me wrong. I feel like we took a little like, hiatus during the winter. And that may have, like, affected the <laughs> the view count. And I'm like, man, I wish, like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make this all about... <laughs> you know listening counts but like sometimes the numbers are numbers and you're just like damn <laughs> yeah there's just something about numbers that like kind of like bypasses everything and you just like yeah i mean like it causes like dopamine <laughs> yeah you i just like go up yeah it's kind of like looking at likes on instagram you know but um mm. yeah hey i mean it's a good thing they got rid of it <laughs> yeah wait they got rid of likes on instagram like got rid of like seeing how how many likes are on a post oh i still see it uh, i mean you can see your own posts but like um i can't see how many people like your posts for example really oh i think i can still see it maybe i haven't just updated my app yet oh, interesting. yeah but yeah i quite like that feature it's just like i, I like this photo because i like this photo like exactly how many thousand people else have like double tapped it or anything? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that too.
Okay, so today I'd like to share some things I learned about design and technology. Oh, uh, but specifically design and tech inspired by animals. Whoa, okay. Um, I'm not sure if you can really relate to this, but like ever since like uni started, like I haven't had many opportunities to learn like random facts about things that like I typically don't seek out by default. So mm -hmm. it's like I haven't learned much that's like outside <laughs> like nature based because <laughs> i'm always just like sitting at home i mean like a lot of people right now are like just staying at home all the time which is fine um but yeah like i remember just like learning about like random nature facts in like primary or secondary school and like we just don't get that now you know um, yeah so what better way what better way to bring that back than uh through this podcast <laughs> i will get on with it <laughs> First animal-inspired design. Apparently, fireflies are helping us create more efficient LED bulbs. Wait, how? So, okay. Um, I'm glad you asked, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was genuine. I was like, what? How? Like, I get that they light up, but like, how do you develop illumination mm. technology from like bio? I mean, like there is biotech. I wouldn't know. Sorry, continue. <laughs> so my knowledge in physics is not the best so i do apologize if i butcher this explanation but apparently there are two elements that factor into an led's efficiency um so basically that's how much light it produces and how much of that light becomes useful to us so that it shines on something that we need to brighten up uh, and these two factors are the reflectivity on the bottom of the led and the reflectivity on the emission surface. So to put okay. it more simply, we need to put a mirror on the bottom of the LED so that the light that's shining backwards goes forwards instead. And we need the glass bulb that surrounds the LED to not be reflective so that most of the light escapes from the bulb. Yeah, true. Because if you've ever seen like glass, you can sometimes see your reflection in it, right? Yeah. yeah so if you had a light shining on it, it's actually reflecting backwards. And so apparently fireflies have provided inspiration to creating less reflective bulbs. So like glass or other like crystal structures have like a lattice structure that makes them transparent, but they're also like symmetric structures, which, uh, makes, which makes that like reflectivity. Like when you look at a piece of glass then it's like kind of reflective. And so as mentioned before, we don't want glass to be reflective or whatever like crystal structure we use to surround the LED. So fireflies are actually able to emit light more efficiently because they kind of have a solution to this, which is to coat that surface with like asymmetric, like microscopic projections, uh, or in simpler terms, just kind of roughen it up so that it's not reflective, but light still passes through it. Oh. Uh, and so it's just that surface bit because you still need the thing to be transparent for light to shine through. And so some researchers at, at Penn State have found that you can make these surfaces synthetically and it actually like improves like light extraction from the LED by like 90%, which is... Whoa, that's uh, insane. Yeah, a lot of efficiency to be gained from doing that. Yeah, and obviously it's good because hashtag save energy, be environmentally friendly as much as possible. And yeah. Second animal inspired design. Just wondering, have you ever been told to not sit or stand still for too long? Yeah. I think it was like for standing, it was like you might cut off blood circulation if you stand straight specifically for mm. too long. Like because I know soldiers 
like fall down if they stand for too long in the heat or something. Mm. I think sitting, it's like you might get a cramp or something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's a lot of issues that can arise from sitting or standing too long. And the reason why is because, for example, like when you're standing or when you're sitting for a long time, um, uh, if you think about like our body, like anatomically, our legs are for the furthest away from our heart as possible, <laughs> right? And the, the thing about that is that it makes it prone for blood that gets pumped there to not be able to make its way back. Uh-huh. And so that's why, like, you know, people tell you not to stand still for too long or sit for too long because just the act of walking and contracting those muscles there is actually a way for, to, like, is a mechanism to help us return blood back to the heart when right. it gets too low because it's traveling a long distance if you yeah. think about it uh, and so that's why like you know when you're sitting on long haul flights they'll tell you like the a good advice is like to get up every so often um, mm. bearing like turbulence and all that because some conditions that can be caused by your blood getting still um, and like pulling like where your legs are uh, are conditions like deep vein thrombosis and edemas and what um, deep vein thrombosis are is basically our blood likes to clot when it's still. That's why when you cut yourself, um, you form a scab. Mm -hmm. But when it's too still inside your body, it does the same thing. So it forms blood clots in your veins. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so That's you don't want chunks. Yeah. Serious condition. You don't want like chunks floating around in your blood. Well, that's a, that's that's quite scary to think about. Mm. And then edemas are where um, your tissue kind of swells because there's too much uh, liquid in them. Uh huh. And that's also caused by like blood being too still, like where it is, and then like osmosis and some tissues draw too much water and then causes swelling and everything. Oh wow. Okay. So. Let's link this back to animals. <laughs> so giraffes are pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah, like if you think about it, they've got really long limbs and also like a really long like neck, obviously. Uh, but they don't actually get edemas for some reason. Oh, yeah, that is. Yeah, why? Which is a bit like counterintuitive because you're just like, wait. We're not even that, like, our legs aren't even that far from our hearts. Like, how, how come, like, humans get edema so easily? Well, like, giraffes, they're, like, massive. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's actually because their skin is, like, super tough and kind of compressy, <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. And so, actually, that kind of compression helps with, like, venous return, which is, like, blood returning back to their hearts. Oh. Um, and because of this, uh, compression therapy is yeah is like a big part of treating edema's leg and yeah oh see i, I was gonna say when you said tough skin on giraffes like pressing in i was like oh kind of like two times you like um you know like compression underwear for sports you know or like, like mm. and like they always talk about how it helps like your blood circulate and like your oxygen in the blood to like be re I don't, know how, I don't know what the actual word is, obviously, because I don't study this, but like re-oxygenated, like your blood to be re-oxygenated. 
quicker. Mm, so it you returns can, like, to your heart. Yeah. yeah, and you can have like better cardio. You perform slightly better, and it'll like ache less. I mean, I don't know how true this science is, but like, I can see the um, connection. Yeah. Well, the basic like principle behind it is that if you increase the pressure there, it's more likely to return. That's why you don't get a lot of blood clots clots in arteries because they're thicker and they have more like the pressure in them is usually higher oh. that's why it's like deep vein thrombosis and not like deep artery thrombosis or whatever oh wow yeah science see this is stuff i only remember this is knowledge right here <laughs> don't jinx it someone's gonna ask you about this soon <laughs> in real life what's the scapula i'm like uh, uh, bow blade thing on the back <laughs> Hey, you're remembering it now. <laughs> yeah. I've got two more animal-inspired designs. The right. next one, I think, uh, you might already know. Uh, but like, have you ever wondered like how Velcro works? I know how it works, but I don't know where it's inspired. Like a bee, maybe? Like, uh, I can't think about Uh So it's not actually inspired by... Well, it's partly inspired by an animal. Um, the person that invented it uh, basically looked at how the burrs of plants uh, which is like mm. burrs can be like dry seeds or things like that but like, have you ever like gone hiking and then you've got oh. like, a bunch of like stuff stuck on your shirt yeah and they have like and it's really hard to get off because they have like tiny hooks on them yeah yeah so he saw that and was just like hey i can make a <laughs> i can make one end like my dog's fur and make one end like the hooks and then stick them together and then you have velcro <laughs> oh wow so there's some genius people out here. <laughs> right place, right time. More yeah. Like, yeah, as long as you're observant, I guess, of nature. Yeah. Which, which apparently neither of us are. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got one last one, which I, fu- which I found kind of funny, actually. Um, so don't you just love the sound of cicadas in the summer? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> You know, same. But their wings are pretty impressive. <laughs> okay. Um, they've actually got antibacterial properties. What? Yeah, which don't involve, like, any kind of, like, chemical interaction between the bacteria and, like, an antibacterial substance. Is it, like, bacteria-repellent surface? Kind of, like, waterproofing, but, like, bacteria-proofing? Um, you can think about it like that. So, like, usually, like, antibacterials... Like antibiotics, for example, like the way that they kill bacteria is either they like in, they interrupt something in its function. So it's like, oh, they interrupt the formation of its cell wall or they like stop its DNA function or like they stop its protein synthesis. And then like the, the bacteria shuts down. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, cicada wings have like tiny microscopic spikes that literally shred the bacteria, <laughs> causing its untimely. Oh, <laughs> That's kind of badass, though. <laughs> okay, to be honest, it's not as epic as it sounds. <laughs> There's actually, like, this visualiz- visualization for it um, on, like, Nature, which is, like, a scientific journal. Um, and it's it's actually not as epic. <laughs> it's just, if you imagine, like, a bacteria that's, like, a really stretchy water balloon. Yeah, okay. Um, and you place it on, like, a bed of, like, blunt nails. Oh, it just pops. Like, it doesn't pop. It just, like, slowly sinks into the nails. And because it's blunt, it doesn't, like, pop immediately. But the weight of the balloon itself causes it to, like, fall deeper. 
onto the nails. And at some point, the weight is so great that it like tears through the wall of the bacteria. Oh, wow. And then like, because it tears through the wall, the bacteria dies because it just can't sustain its shape anymore. Um, Which is kind of like a torturous thing. (laughs) That's like a medieval torture device. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But hey, at least it's a great starting point to creating like biomaterials that can cause infections and stuff. Absolutely. Wow. That's 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 really cool. That's genuinely really cool. It's I wonder like what process of like natural selection or adaptation or whatnot. Or maybe it's a I don't know, maybe it's a mutation. I don't know. Like, but like I wonder how it got that feature on their wings, you know. Hmm. It like probably one cicada mutated to have that and then they were less likely to die from like wing infections or whatever. And then just natural selection happens. Yeah, and so like all the ones that did get wing infections probably died. And then yeah. Now you have cicadas with like antibacterial mm. wings. Yeah. Extra fact, yeah. I saw this the other day. Apparently, you know, moths are supposed to be white or used to be white. And then the Industrial Revolution happened in England or mm-hmm. Europe and whatnot. And then like a lot of the pollution were, were like went onto trees. So trees beco- mm. became a lot darker color. And eventually, now they're all, like, darker color because it works better as camouflage, geckos or whatever, like, predator wouldn't eat them. And I'm like, mm, wow, yeah. that is super cool. Yeah, it's, like, it's like really recent, even though, like, we kind of, like, see or, like, learn about evolution in this kind of, like, millions of years kind of time span. Yeah. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Like, I remember, like, learning about that back in, like, middle school or something. Mm. Interesting stuff, man, science. So, what time is it, Colin? Um, it, it, it is fact time. Sorry, Joseph threw that on me out of nowhere. <laughs> Let me open up my document with my fact on it. <laughs> Okay, I was just Here I was just is. done with my bit, so I was just like, <laughs> "Well, pass the baton." <laughs> right. So, I think a lot of us in this world, living in very privileged, um, you know, cities or places where we have access to a lot of different types of food, um, mm-hmm. love food, and maybe we'll call ourselves foodies. And you know, there's Ooh. always this fierce debate over whether or not pineapple has any place on a pizza the answer is i'm not going to say my answer yet (laughs) but did you know that the hawaiian pizza is undoubtedly actually from chantham ontario canada (laughs) oh okay (laughs) yeah maybe maybe i'm saying chantham wrong maybe it's like french i mean i I don't know the state the 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 province of ontario is in french chasson <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> so it's spelled C H A T H A M. So I think it's just Chantham, in, if you pronounce it in like in anglicized, if, if it's anglicized. Yeah. But um, okay, I'm just gonna say Chantham. But um, yeah, the fine pizza is from Canada. It is from the restaurant owner Sam Panopanopanopanopolis. He's Greek, but moved to Canada when he was 20 years old in 1962 mm-hmm. and this yeah. young entrepreneur decided to put pineapples on pizza because um 
Okay, well, this is what he said to BBC when he got interviewed. Um, he said, mm-hmm. we just put it on just for the fun of it. See how it was going to taste. We were young in the business and we were doing a lot of experiments. And the name apparently just came from a brand of pineapples that he used. And <laughs> he just called it the Hawaiian pizza. So oh. had no influence from tropical countries or Hawaii or neither is it anywhere near Hawaii. It's just... It was a can of pineapples. They took the name of the can as experiment, and it just became a thing. Does this mean I can call a Hawaiian pizza like a well-balanced Mediterranean diet? <laughs> Mediterranean? Yeah, just because like of the Greek inspiration. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's Greek. Someone just came into my room, so the recording might sound a bit weird. But anyways, it's the end. You've learned a fact about cic- not cicadas. Yeah, cicadas. Pineapple pizzas and um, what else did we learn today? Giraffes <laughs> and wow, my memory is terrible. <laughs> and also fireflies. Ah, uh, yes, and also fireflies. So yeah, hope everyone's doing well. Mm-hmm. I know how we can end this episode off with. Okay, how? Um, like we'll, we'll say our preference on pineapples on pizza. Yes or no? <laughs> okay. Uh, three, two. One, a resounding no. yes. Ah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel culture needs to happen on this, Joseph, right now. <laughs> now, you're the vocal minority. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs>